Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Lag Radio here at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss, and we are talking Overcooked 2 this evening. Before we get to discussing a little bit about it, let me give you the rundown on what we just listened to. In the background, just finishing up was Defense Mechanism and Shorty. It was a collaboration from the Chipwrecked Festival that they have, uh, yeah, once a year, I believe. And this was pretty special, actually, in that... They had this spontaneous idea, uh, quote-unquote, by the way. They have the spontaneous idea of Chipwreck to do a tag team collaboration challenge, and they paired up. Basically, they have six pairs of people, so 12 total. They made all of these tracks off of this compilation in less than a day, and they presented to them uh, to the audience at an open stage on the last day of the festival of Chipwreck. So super cool thing, six total tracks, six total pairs of people, and it's all available for free off of the chiplove.bandcamp.com website. So each one of those is pretty sweet in that they combine either just LSDJ, which is a program that you can use on the Game Boy to basically take the, the Game Boy sound chip and use it to create music of your own. Also, Nano Loop is another option for people who want to make music off of their Game Boys. So there's a couple of tracks that use Nano Loop instead or in combination with LSDJ. And then that one in particular by Defense Mechanism and Shorty was also using a program called Scratches. Or I guess maybe that was just Scratching Done by Shorty. I don't know. It's a little bit ambiguous. But we listened to that one. Very, very fantastic. Before that one was one of the tracks off of Chiptunes Equals Win Volume 7. It's by DeChampster and Jenks called Master of Windmills. And at the top of the set, we listened to NASA Boss with the song Don't Dance off of the same titled release. All right. Let's discuss a little bit about Overcooked. So first off, first game came out a couple years back. It's developed by a team called Ghost Town Games. And the original Overcooked was actually the first ever game made. It's a team of two, so Phil Duncan and Ollie Devine. And they had previously worked together at Frontier Developments before splitting off to do their own thing. I guess that was another video game developer. And yeah, they just decided, all right, well, we want to do, do our own thing now we're going to focus on on uh, us so yeah i think it takes a little bit of i don't know if i want to say chutzpah or some kind of uh confidence in yourself if you want to just forego the kind of promise of stable income and decide to make your own video game but good on them for doing that they they got a lot of success off of this first release now, if you don't know the process for most video game development, it tends to kind of start a little differently than when you make a movie. And I say movie because I think that video games are most often compared to, to movies for, for some strange reason. I don't know. I don't know why that is. But usually they, when people are talking about video games, they think of them as cinematic and how they relate to a movie in, in cinema. But yeah, so if you didn't know this, video games most commonly begin with an idea. So that is someone, the developer, comes up with this idea of, you know, I want to make an homage to Castlevania, or I want to make a parkour platformer with some sort of assassiny character. And so with that idea in mind, that's how a video game tends to begin. So the beginning of Overcooked, the first one, was Ghost Town Games saying, we want to make a co-op game. We wanted to make it just like an in-person couch co-op sort of game, because a lot of the time when you find, when you're playing video games, co-op tends to be just kind of this tacked-on afterthought i think or at least that's what they thought too and so they wanted to make a game just focused on this co-op aspect you could i think play by yourself as well 
but it's nowhere near as fun if you are not trying to manage all of the different resources that you do in the game uh, split up with another with another person or another three people, in fact. So cooking as a setting, I guess, it was chosen because it just felt as just this natural environment to them, the sort of environment that would breed cooperation and teamwork where good communication is going to be rewarded. Think about times where you are cooking you know, with other people, with friends, if you've ever done that before, you've gotten into a friend's kitchen and they're asking you to grab the salt or grab the sugar or, hey, can you just stir this really quickly? That sort of thing. It's that that concept in real life transformed into the video game, but made so much more challenging because it's so much quicker paced. You know, you don't have this long period of time where like if you didn't stir the pot of stew or whatever, then it's going to burn. You know, in real life, you're kind of forgiving. It's kind of forgiving if you don't stir it in the next 30 seconds. But in Overcooked, if you don't stir that pot in 30 seconds, that dish is dead and you have to throw it away and you waste all that time and you're probably not going to get three stars and you're probably not going to pass the stage as best you could, which could potentially impact if you even unlock a later level. So very, very important that the teamwork, cooperation, and communication is at the forefront. Now, you may be asking, how does a team of two people handle developing a co-op game that can support four players, right? The answer is, and this is kind of interesting to me, basically the team would bring the game to gaming conventions, gaming events. They would have it on demo there for people to play as a group, up to four people. And they would let the players figure out some of these bugs, and they would just fix them on the spot. So since they only have two people in their team, they couldn't exactly play with four people. You know, they couldn't just have one controller in one hand, one controller in the other, and try and figure out bugs that way. So they they just took it to events and said, okay, well, these are the bugs that are popping up. We'll figure them out right now. So they would shuffle themselves in the original Overcooked game to various different events. And yeah, it was it was pretty sweet that they that they just did it all on the fly without any sort of help from from a huge team. Now, they used a lot of the feedback after the release of the first game to try and make, you know, a game where it's going to be more difficult. It's going to have a different difficulty curve because they're going to probably assume that people have played the first one. They wanted to make more challenging recipes. They wanted to have more tricky levels where players have to manage their resources to, you know, cook dishes that that customers would order up. And so here is Overcooked 2. So they announced it only a month prior to its release at E3 this year, in fact, and with its release came uh, games on the Switch, on the PS4, on the Xbox One, and on PC, as well as online multiplayer. Now, I don't know personally how I feel about the online multiplayer aspect. I think that that's something that made the first game very fun in a special way. I think that there's there's something to be said about couch co-op games, and when you transport that to the online setting where you don't have your friend right next to you, you're not hearing their voice in the same way as you would over headphones or, you know, in person. There's, there's a difference between that and just their presence, seeing people's faces. You know, if I think that there were numerous times where I've played some couch co-op games and maybe we were partaking of adult beverages at the time. Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, you're enjoying yourself and someone does something to you that's just like, or say you're playing, playing Super Smash Brothers, right? Someone knocks you off the edge, does something crazy, and makes you pissed off, and you just kind of, like, sock your friend in the arm, or you push them off, like, hey, what the heck, you know, you're having, you know, you're laughing, you're having a good time. That sort of aspect is missing when you do it on the online version. So, I think it's kind of a, I don't know if I want to say double-edged sword exactly, but 
there's positives to it for sure. There's negatives to it for sure. Positives being, say you've got friends in another country and you really wanted to play this game with them and there's just no feasible way of you playing with them in the next year or two until you can take a plane to see them. You know, this does grant you that ability, but no amount of video cam, microphone, headset, none of that is going to compare to playing it in person with the with that person. So, yeah, I, I like it, but I also dislike it for, for the, kind of the similar reasons. So, this new game does have some trickier levels in some ways. Uh, you know, in that your character has the ability to throw ingredients to other players. Now, that you'd think that that would make things easier in some ways, but in other ways, it kind of doesn't. It Sometimes you're throwing ingredients to your friends or something, and automatically your character picks them up. Right, So you throw it to the person, maybe they were trying to do something else, but immediately it puts that item in their hands. And they're like, what the heck is this? I didn't want this. And they have to throw it to the ground and then it takes up more time and they get pissed at you or something. And yeah, just this miscommunication aspect, you can kind of just mess up your friend in some ways by, by doing this throwing aspect. And there's other times where there's giant chasms between you and another player. You need to throw the ingredients to them and you have to aim actually yeah it's not as easy as just pressing the button and throwing it uh, in the direction that you're facing i think you also have to press the joystick in the same direction that you want to throw it and sometimes when you're moving in one direction but you want to throw it into another one it becomes this kind of tricky challenge thing where you probably are going to throw this item into the chasm itself so i don't know it's it's kind of challenging in some ways that the other game wasn't but also it does help make things faster sometimes too when you get to throw items to a, a person instead of handing them off or putting them on a plate so that it'll kind of move around on this conveyor belt very, very slowly. There's, yeah, again, there's ways that you can go about each level better than previous game and easier in, than the previous game, but also has some some difficulties. All right, so we're going to wrap up the development and history of the game for the time being. We're going to listen to some more really, really good music. The next one we're going to listen to is something unlike that I've probably ever heard before with regards to chiptune music. It's definitely something experimental. It is by an artist known as Key Gen Church. And this album that was released at the end of August, so just about exactly a month ago, uh, it has very, very dark red and black color scheme if you go onto their band camp. It's got this kind of ominous, evil presence thing going on. It has a sound very, very different from anything else I've heard, and I think that you will agree once you heard, hear this one. So I would try to pronounce the name of this song. I want to say that it's in Latin or... Yeah, it's probably Latin or some sort of pig Latin, or I don't know. It's really weird. Dahisebdo ed verisisag... Parva Bigoof? Yeah, I think that's that's my best pronunciation attempt. Even the album name itself, I can't pronounce to you because it's just icons. It's like a, like a pixelated kind of dot matrix thing that becomes slowly more and more a single color. So it starts off like these dots of black and red farther apart and then closer together, closer together, closer together until it's all just red. So I don't know what this album is called, but if you go to keygenchurch.bandcamp.com, you'll know exactly what I am talking about. So with that, we're going to get into the music. Hope you enjoy it. If you want to call in, 949-824-5824, 949-UCI-KUCI. We will be happy to take any sort of chiptune or video game related request this evening. 
And we will also be doing a giveaway later on in the program for Overcooked 2 pins, a set of four pins, in fact. So only one person will win, but they will win four total pins. Pretty cool stuff. So 949-UCI-KUCI is the number. Again, you can check us out on the various different socials, facebook.com and twitter.com slash lagliferadio. Instagram is at DJ double underscore Marmar, and the archive of all of our playlists, past, present, and future, will be lagradio.kuci.org. Again, thank you so much for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss, and this is Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lag Radio here at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss here, and we are discussing Overcooked 2 this evening. However, you may have noticed, if you've ever played the game or the first game before, music that we've been playing this evening completely and utterly absent from those games. Reason being, the Overcooked soundtracks are kind of nowhere to be found. They're very, very difficult to get a hold of, even in with all of my... Music hunting prowess, I was not able to discover them online in a decent quality enough to share with you this evening. So, instead, we are listening to some really bang-up chiptune-inspired or chiptune-y tracks. Most recently, we listened to a really, really outstanding one, if you ask me, from a gentleman out of Texas. goes by the name of Daya, or Dia, D-Y-A, and uh, yeah just put out this collection of a whole bunch of tracks from 2013 through 2018, bunch of singles, bunch of covers, other sorts of stuff, all in all 33 tracks. You can get it off of his Bandcamp for as low as free if you'd like. So Daya Music, D-Y-A music.bandcamp.com. Really cool song that we listened to was called Adamantium. It is the Daya's Tropical Barrage remix. I really like the change-up near the end, about 30 seconds left in the song, and it just totally changes its sound, gets slower, gets more groovy, and I think it was a very bold move, and I I like that a whole lot. So the name of the album that it's off of, Fall Damage, is from a true story, he says, and I'll quote him right now. While dancing around on stage to my music, I jumped up high during a massive drop, thinking my dance move was perfectly in sync with the beat, only to crash really hard onto the chip space stage at one of my Saturday night sets. But that wasn't all. I then fell backwards again, spun around, and tripped over an amp. After finally regaining my footing, I finished out my set like a champ. Instead of people mocking me, all I received was support and kindness. And that's what chiptune is really about. Picking each other up when we fall down, sometimes quite literally, and sharing our passions for this wonderful music with each other. Which brings me to the point of the album. And so, yes, Fall Damage is all about friendship, he says. Some of the best moments of his life have been made at MAGFest while being at the Chip Space, which is a little corner off to the side, uh, or at least it was this year when I went. The little corner off to the side that's just de- get dedicated to all of the chiptune artists, chiptune acts, small and large. They even have open mic at, at a few points in the in the weekend that you can just bring your own equipment and do your thing in front of a crowd. And, and everyone is, again, very supportive, like he says, Everyone's very into whatever you're doing, even if it's, uh, I don't know if I want to say amateur, but if you've just not been doing chiptune as long, you don't have as much experience under your belt, still people are very, very friendly and very nice. So uh, fall damage again off of diamusic, diamusic.bandcamp.com for as low as free. Before that one, we listened to a really cool artist out of Mexico named Crab Sound. We listened to a relatively new release from May called 
Data Creatures. And the song that we listened to was Alcoholic Creature. It's the fourth track off of the album. Again, another one that you can get for as low as free on their Bandcamp. So it's, uh, yeah, available on Bandcamp. Just look up Crab Sound, and I'm sure you'll be able to find it. So, yeah, really cool stuff. Used LSDJ to make all the different songs and sounds, which is always just baffles me. There's some really, really good artists, really good producers out there who were able to make such a variety of sounds, such a, a landscape, really, or a soundscape, I guess, if you will, and using this, I guess, bare-bones equipment in some ways, right? Game Boy chip, chiptune music, LX, LSD in particular, LSDJ, they use four channels off of the Game Boy sound chip, and that's all you get, and it's it's really kind of restraining in some ways. You have to try and figure out how you're going to make certain sounds that you want to using this, uh, this, uh, I don't want to say rudimentary either, but it's, it's very, I mean, it can sound rudimentary, but yeah, it's just, it's a difficult thing to do. You, you've only got four channels of music to use. Like one of them is a noise. One of them is, or two of them actually, I think are the pulse, pulse one and pulse two. And then you've got like a wave channel too, which which basically you can use each one to replicate a certain part of a band. Like noise can be used as percussion, and uh, pulse one and two can be like guitars and stuff, or you can put the melody on them. Oftentimes, and the the uh, fourth one, the wave, I believe, is is oftentimes used for bass sounds. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. If you want to see how people do it, go and Google it. Go and check out YouTube and see people do this live act on their Game Boys using LSDJ or Nano Loop as well, and you can see. So, uh, we had Crab Sound with the song Alcoholic Creature. All the way at the top of the set, we listened to that really, really strange one, if you ask me. Very special and unique one that was heavy. Oh, it was a co- combination of, like, organ sounds and metal. Such a good time. So, it was by Key Gen Church. The album, I can't tell you what it's called because it's just a bunch of dots and pixels on the screen in various different orders. The song is also kind of nonsense sounding. I'm pretty sure it's some sort of latin or possibly latin in another way i don't know it's all over the place the whole album is just a masterpiece to me i think it's totally again like i said unlike anything i've ever heard before so highly recommend checking out keygenchurch.bandcamp.com for that one all right without further ado we're going to be getting into some more music before we discuss overcooked still waiting on our guest to arrive so we can discuss it in a little more detail so if you want to call in 949-824-5824, 949-UCI-KUCI, we'll be happy to take any sort of request uh, with regards to, you know, chiptune music or video game related music, that sort of thing. Be happy to try and accommodate you that way. Check out our various different socials, facebook.com and twitter.com slash radio, as well as Instagram is at DJ double underscore Marmar. All right, let's get into music once again. Next up is going to be by Zachary Wilson. The song is called Snoklahoma, and it is off of the Chip Off the Old Block release. Thank you so much for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Again, this is Marmar here with Lag Radio. Hello, and welcome back to Lag Radio. Here with Marmar the Midboss and DJ Chexmix. What's up? Welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks. I'm sorry I'm so late. Just finished at work, and uh, I'm really happy to be here. You know, that's okay. We're all subject to the uh, the authority of capitalism, and we all have to <laughs> have to have our jobs. And so. I have to admit, I like money, so. Really? That's, I do. I do like money. But um, what's more important is also that I enjoy, you know, spending time here on the station, and I'm so happy you have me. <laughs> Great. Well, I know something that you probably also enjoy. It might be a little game known as Overcooked. Oh, you mean Overcooked 2? 
Oh, yeah. Have you played that before? Oh, I have. That's why I think I'm here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's share some uh, little bit of tidbits with the game with the people, yeah? Oh, okay. Sure. Do you Sweet. have information? I don't I don't have a, an iPad with information in front of me, so... <laughs> oh, well, I conveniently have an iPad to the left of me with my notes on it, so oh, okay. let's discuss. Great. So we've already kind of discussed a little bit about the development of the game. We've talked about the history of the team and uh, why they decided to make this game. So let's talk about the story <laughs> for a little bit at least. <laughs> sure. What was the story in the first game? Um, there was a monster, a food monster, I believe. And it was trying to eat all the food. So your job as a chef was to learn different dishes so that you could satiate this monster's hunger. And that was what I believe the story was. That you were going around learning how to cooperate with your fellow chefs to make sure that the monster didn't eat everything. Right, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it was this giant spaghetti monster that was terrorizing a city and Me you're too. thrown spaghetti back monster. in time, right? Mm. By the King Onion or something mm -hmm. and his and his faithful dog Kevin. Yes. And of you're course. thrown back in time so that you can develop some sort of recipe that will be able to satiate Ah, the... wow. Okay, wow. Right? I uh -huh. think that's what it yeah. was. Yeah. No, that that sounds really familiar. And now this second game's concept, now that you've saved the, the city, mm -hmm. you're brought to the Onion Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems that the King Onion has came across a Necronomicon. Oh, yeah. Or the, I, was I, it the Nomnomicon? I, I like the, both names. Yeah? Yeah. They're food related. They are? Yeah. And uh, what was it called? I think the Onion King was a little bit too... He really wanted to... to maybe make up for everything I, i'm not really sure but he raised the unbread the unbread mm -hmm. yes local deceased slices of bread suddenly rise up from their graves i don't know why they were buried in the first place <laughs> but they rise up and yes now we have zombie bread that's mm -hmm. terrorizing the onion kingdom mm -hmm. castle on a dark and dark and stormy night so mm -hmm. the uh <laughs> onion king and his faithful dog kevin once more must battle back these these beasts while you go across the uh the kingdom actually trying mm -hmm. to i don't know find food that will satiate now the unbread so uh i don't know how this happens where you're you're going through the kingdom and now suddenly like you're cooking up dishes in the sky you're cooking up dishes on ships you know what i think they just want to give you experience as a chef mm -hmm. that uh you're just in different restaurants and i i enjoyed a lot because um the level changes so much and it's very difficult every time there's like a learning curve with every level it's it's actually it's pretty enjoyable because it's a challenge but also you might dislike you might dislike your friends afterwards because you just can't work together or you're falling off the uh you're falling off the level you you die on the level because you fall from the sky it's most great. certainly yes yeah <laughs> let's discuss this a little bit more in depth in the gameplay section sure so let's reserve our, our opinions on that but for now that's pretty much all the story that you're going to get though in these mm -hmm. games it's not it's not a game where they're looking to teach you some sort of message about like no. anti-capitalism or this is why no it's not a deep bread game. deserves rights equal to humans <laughs> none of that this is just a game about having fun with your friends and uh and making some food mm-hmm so that is pretty much all the story you're going to get from us for this time. But in the meantime, we're going to listen to some music. So oh, let's wow, get back music. into that. <laughs> yeah, we play music here at the KUCI. Did you oh, know that? that? I didn't. I thought it was just all talk. I thought you were a big fan of the station. Oh, um, uh, sorry, you caught me. I'm revoking your KUCI <gasps> card. Please, and I'm revoking your KUCI t-shirt privileges. W wait, wait, wait. I don't have either of those things. 
then you were never a fan in the first place. Oh, you know, oh no, guys, sorry, <laughs> this, the the secret's out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we just got done listening to Zachary Wilson with Snow Oklahoma off the Chip Off the Old Block twenty seventeen or two thousand seven to twenty seventeen compilation release. Uh, I guess it's not really a compilation so much. It's just like a collection of singles and mm. and one offs and whatnot. So mm-hmm. we're gonna be listening next to a back to back heaping helping of Ansonics, friend of the program Ansonics was uh able to give to us a ready for battle ep a copy of the ready for battle ep and we're gonna listen to yes thank you friends we're gonna listen to the story begins and then we're gonna listen to battleground so make sure that you call in a little later on for the giveaway 949-824-5824 949-UCI-KUCI you can also find us on the web facebook.com and twitter.com slash lag life radio as well as the instagram is at dj double underscore marmar all right Without further ado, let's get back into the music. Thank you again for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is Marmar the Midboss. This is DJ Chexmix. And we are Lag, Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lag Radio here at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is Marmar the Midboss, joined by DJ Chexmix. What's up? Hey. All right, so we just got done listening to a set of three songs. They were fantastic. Fantastic. I really Holy liked crap. them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Special for very different reasons too. And I love that. Okay. So the first two songs, they were both by Ansonics, friend of the show, Ansonics, uh, Irish. You, how do you spell Ansonics so people can look them up? So A N. Mm. And then do you know how to spell Sonic? Yes. Like not Sonic. Mm-hmm. Sonic. Mm-hmm. Right. But instead of a C, change it to an X. Okay. So A N S O C I X. Say it again. Say it again. A-N-S-O-C-I-X. Where's the second N in there? I, I'm sorry. I don't know how to spell. <laughs> it's okay. A-N-S-O-N-I-X. N. See, I wouldn't have been able to find that, but sorry, go on. And, and Sonics. Mm-hmm. So the song, the first one I listened to is called The Story Begins. It was off of Ready for Battle, and that came out just earlier this year. You can check it out on his Bandcamp. But then after that one, we listened to a song very different called Battleground off of the same release. I really like how... how they contrast to each other and mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. yeah the the difference in sounds there so very very happy for that release to have come out just very recently after that one and most recently we listened to a very special song from an artist i had never heard of before today oh in yeah fact boa constructor is his name out of washington seattle in particular the song actually kind of gives away where he's from as well rainier dub um like mount rainier I'm so sorry. I didn't get that reference at all. <laughs> Mount, Mount Rainier is a giant mountain. Oh, okay. It's, it's near Seattle. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not very cultured or educated. <laughs> it's okay. Thanks for being on the show all the same. Mm, thanks. Uh, it's available off of the Winds of Null release that just came out actually on September 10th. So very, very oh, recent. Oh, recent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Five songs total. So heavy. Oh, all the tracks are so heavy and just, yeah, as he says here, uh, this release will shake your speakers and move your body. This is not an experiment in nostalgia. This is chiptune for the true underground club experience. Whoa, wow. I didn't even know chiptune could have an underground club experience, but I'm glad to get a taste. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So this evening, if you are just joining us, is Overcooked Night. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating the end of the f- summer quarter and now soon to be beginning of the fall quarter. Wow, so soon that school's starting. I'm starting to see students on campus and it's scaring me. Yeah, first classes <laughs> were yesterday, actually. Oh my goodness. Yeah, wow. Right? Well, so, they're finally back. They can go ahead and study, study again. 
They are. They are <laughs> studying plenty and also partying. I can tell you that. So <laughs> people are having a good time though here at UCI. So we've got Overcooked 2 we're talking about this evening. We've talked about the history and development. We've talked about the story, the soundtrack. Now, what do you feel about the soundtrack? Um, I, I can't even tell you what I feel about it. I don't remember. I guess the music didn't really make an impact on me. I was... I was too stressed out about playing the game. <laughs> See, exactly. I think that's actually maybe purposefully done. I think mm-hmm. that they probably know that when you're playing co-op, especially when you're playing with people right next to you, you're probably going to be yelling at each other, screaming <laughs> at each other, delegating tasks. You're going to be talking to each other, and you're not going to really be noticing the music as much. So I think oh, that it I takes see. a sidestep to the actual gameplay itself, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Okay. Right? Uh, I think that there was possibly royalty-free music used in the first game. Oh, wow. From what I heard online, possibly. So that's cool. Yeah, good for them using royalty free music. Uh, but yeah, again, it's fun, but it's nothing too memorable either, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was a good thing that I wasn't able to hunt down the soundtrack anywhere online for the show tonight, and instead we're just running through a bunch of chiptune. Yeah, chiptune is still good. I enjoyed it. Chiptune so. is still good. Chiptune is immensely ah, good. Ah, okay. I mean, in place of the music that usually sure, sure. We would as be a substitute, it is very, very, mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. Good choice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we don't have too much to talk about with the soundtrack, but do you want to talk about the gameplay now? Oh, the gameplay. Yeah. So, oh, my. So, okay. So, first off, folks, for those of you who have not played Overcooked, the way that it works is this. You are looking at a bird's eye view of a kitchen. Yes. Right? And in parts of the kitchen, you've got these crates that have ingredients in them. You can see by the picture of them what the ingredient is. So, mm-hmm. like a head of cabbage, tomato, a fish, mm-hmm, something like that. Mm-hmm. You pull the ingredient out of the out of the crate, and then you have to prepare it if an order uh, requires it. Right. So yes. since you're in a kitchen, you're not just in a you know like a kitchen in a home. You're in a restaurant. So people are coming through with orders, and they want you to deliver some sort of order to them. And so at the top of the screen, come in the orders. You have a certain amount of time in which you can fulfill that order before it goes away, and you get penalized for yep, taking yep. too long. Mm-hmm. So like a real restaurant, people will walk away if you take too long mm-hmm. to make your food. So uh, then you have to grab the ingredients, you have to prepare them as necessary, chopping them up or putting them in a pot and boiling them, whatever. And then you have to put it on a plate and serve it to the customer. And once you get far enough into the game, they also force you to start doing your own dishes. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there even anything for me to add at this point since you've just basically explained everything? Well, no, I mean, that's how that's how it works, right? But how do you feel about them? What, what parts of the game... I guess, stand out to you is the most interesting, most fun, most frantic. <laughs> the most frantic. That's a, that's a, I'm triggered by listening, uh, hearing that word <laughs> playing this game. Uh-huh. You think it's, you think it's a, just a cooking game where you have fun with your friends, co-op, all that good stuff. But you easily see that one, it's almost impossible to play it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Even though there is the option to do that. So I'm not sure why they let you do that. I guess it's to help you realize you can't do it alone. And two, if you think that you're good friends with uh, this person that you're playing with, then maybe think again. <laughs> because yeah. you will start yelling at each other. Because uh, we get along pretty well, you and I. And yes. uh, we just get very annoyed at each other. I, I, I definitely like get short with you, as you do. Because every time... Every time he hands me an ingredient, I say thank you. And he says, you don't need to say thank you. <laughs> and I'm like, my feelings are hurt, but also I'm sure I also, my, my uh, I probably say something very, like, stop, stop 
wasting my time. Just keep just keep doing your task. You do that. I do this. And so the delegation and the uh, teamwork here is is very imperative. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> and is. And so um, everybody feels everybody feels the pressure. Mm-hmm. That is that's what sticks out the most to me <laughs> for this game. See, it's interesting that you bring up the hurt feelings thing. I didn't know your hurt feelings. I'm oh no, that. no, that's oh, okay. No. I mean, I said hurt feelings. It's not it's not that big of a deal. But thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well don't say appreciate it. <laughs> 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 but um, I think that my mindset behind that is just you could be much more efficient if you didn't spend the wordature to uh wordature. I don't How think would... that's a word, but I'm just using okay, it now. Professor, it's wordature yeah. now. Thank so. you. You didn't spend expend the wordature mm-hmm. to tell me to tell me thank you. Mm-hmm. You could instead expend it to to be more That's efficient true. in another way. Yeah. To be That's honest, all. I'm the one who's always messing it up anyway because I'm false. I'm, <laughs> so false. there's something That's about fake news. this. <laughs> I, I think that's the right way to use that. Um, part of this game is you have different commands. Like you can throw the ingredients mm-hmm. across, and I. Th- Either that's a new feature or it's not. I can't remember. It is new. Oh, it is yeah, new. Yeah, we discussed okay. it a little bit earlier Oh, okay. On. All right, good. I guess I'm not totally going crazy. But um, th- something new in Overcooked 2 is that you can throw the ingredients. So you can throw them at your uh, good buddy chef that's also playing with you. And that's great. But I overthink things and I just throw all the ingredients. But, of course, that confuses the other chef. So they uh, they will stop the game and say, we must restart. Because I don't know what's going on. That other chef being myself. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. It does take up valuable screen real estate when you start throwing mm-hmm. five billion bundles mm-hmm. of pasta mm-hmm. at a person and you only have two pots to boil it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it can be a little bit challenging in some ways. Um, now, one thing that I will say as a critique of the game mm. is that, and we noticed this when we were playing in uh, recently for this past week, is that if you f- don't do as well during a stage... Say you're trying to hit the three-star mark, which means that you have to basically go through it without being penalized at all. You know, you fulfill each one of the orders. Yeah, no problem. You get a certain amount of tips. Mm -hmm. So, and you get tips by fulfilling the orders faster. So, the quicker that you that you actually give them the order, then the more money or tips, I guess, that you get points. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you want to get that three-star mark, but if you don't get it, you wait for your points to be tallied up, and there is no immediate like restart that stage. You have to back out to the to the menu where mm-hmm. you've got the overworld sort of thing. Then you have to enter back into the level, load it up again. That's two load screens there that you have to deal with. Instead of just a simple like, all right, continue or restart. So if you want to restart a level, you don't do it after the end. You have to do it before the end of the level, pause the game, and then do restart. And that was really annoying. That just seemed kind of... I don't know, did not very modern 2018 sort of gamey. Hmm. And I feel like they, they probably could have gotten some feedback from someone to make that as a feature. Not even a feature, really. I don't even want to call that a feature, the ability to restart after the end of the <laughs> level instead of during the pause screen. I don't know, kind of derpy. But that's really my critique of the game uh, when it comes to stuff that's not so well done. Maybe, I mean, the difficulty curve was pretty high mm-hmm. from what we could tell in the beginning of the game. However, the difficulty of the stages themselves seemed fine. They didn't seem particularly way more difficult than the first game. Right, but that's because we are well-versed in the first game. We finished the Mm. first game, you and I. Um, So I think if this was your first time playing through... If if Overcooked 2 was your first game of the Overcooked series, then 
it would be pretty difficult. So I think the learning curve for a new player is very high, especially um, because they don't even, how do I say this? There's not really any practice you can go through. You just have to learn, learn on the job, learn. <laughs> you just jump in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They kind of, they give you the recipe at the start before you jump into the kitchen. They tell you like, all right, you got to chop up fish. You got to boil up some rice and then you got to combine it over some nori and there's your sushi. Yay. Uh, yay, indeed. And then put it on a plate. <laughs> but once you get into it, it's just right in mm -hmm. and you kind of just learn it mm -hmm. on the fly. So mm -hmm. you don't know what sort of pitfalls there are quite literally sometimes. Right? Yes. Pitfalls. Uh, right. Giant chasms in the middle of the screen. Other times where certain portions of the of the kitchen are blocked off at certain times until like a platform moves and then it allows you to get in there. Right. Because what's wild about these levels is that... It's, it's kind of unfortunate that there is no way to really practice it. You just have to play through it. And then you realize, okay, that's the best strategy to, to figure this out. But each level is actually very different. So you... You don't get to you don't get to get used to washing dishes when you're adding it into your team. It's just like, okay, dishes, you get dishes and now the rest of your levels will have dishes. So mm -hmm. you just you don't get to learn except for the first level and that's it. They give you no leeway. So it's just like on hard mode <laughs> constantly. Kind and of. um some of the levels they move. They move. Yep. And that is that is just another another fun element <laughs> that I mean, I really enjoy the game. But it just makes it harder. <laughs> oh yes, and maybe I'm a I'm a sucker for things where I get stressed out. <laughs> so I'm like a masochist <laughs> for stress. But I also do best under pressure. So maybe maybe this is just my best kind of game. Maybe you should try and play Dark Souls. <laughs> oh no, I yeah, I, I'm kind of like my hands are like no, like s gripping. <laughs> My hands are like stressing out. I can't even get words out right now thinking about that stress. It's so frustrating <laughs> getting getting wrecked in that game. Oh, you played Super Meat Boy though. You know what it's like to play frustrating mm. games. Mm. Yeah. yeah, masochist. Okay, maybe I, maybe I don't like stressful games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the games can take place in the ship. They can take place in the sky. In the previous game, you, you take place in even like a haunted house. I think where oh yes, the would, lights are the off. lights would yeah flash oh every now goodness. and again with lightning. So you literally cannot see what you're doing mm -hmm. unless there's lightning that randomly flashes. Yep, it's it. I mm, I can't even get words out about <laughs> sometimes, sometimes uh, the oh, creativity. Yeah, yeah, the creativity that, is great. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. There are times where the screen is divided in half. Basically, you're not able to reach your teammate at all, and you have to use a conveyor belt. Use the conveyor belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you give portions of different types of ingredients because the the your friend doesn't have the access to them. So you have to place it on a conveyor belt that slowly brings it over to them. <laughs> and if they don't grab it in time, either it goes back around where they can't grab it, or sometimes the conveyor belt will lead straight into a trash can. Yep, I love that. That's just, that is A plus, like, okay, let's make this super hard for you. Let's, you got to figure this out. <laughs> yep, yep. It's very fun. It's a great game. I highly recommend it for anyone that wants to do some sort of couch co-op with friends. Again, they do have online multiplayer now in the new game. So if you want to <gasps> do that. They do? They do. Oh my yes. goodness. What was I doing? I could have played with other people. Uh, if they own it. Oh, and if they oh. have the, the PS4 version. Oh. I could have played it with other people. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, but I think there's something to be said, again, about playing it in person. So, yeah. There is. There is that. All right. So with that, I think we're going to jump back into music and we're going to begin music. 
tonight's giveaway. <gasps> bum, 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 bum. So wow. if you want to call in 949-824-5824, 949-UCI-KUCI, right this very moment, you will win a set of four, count them, four overcooked two pins. What? Yeah. Really? I, you guys, I didn't even know about this. And it's not fair because I'm a guest, so I can't call in and say, hey, can I have that? Might I recommend that you check out the Facebook page? Facebook.com slash Radio. Whoa. Yeah, you can check out a picture there. If you were following it, then you would have seen. Oh, okay. Okay, guys. So obviously, you need to follow this because I'm a guest on the show. And I didn't even know this. And you guys are listening. So I hope you follow. It, it'll be real exciting. He tries to do a giveaway every week. Or do you? Don't you? Yeah, you I do give a giveaway every, every single week. week. Yeah. So come on, free stuff. You just have to call in. And you're even told ahead of time. So... Hey, why not? There you go. <laughs> nine for nine UCI KUCI right now. Win yourself a set of four Overcooked 2 pins. Official merchandise straight from Fangamer.com. They are soft PVC. Very cute. They're all oh, the different cute. chefs from the game. Mm. So, yes. Do that now if you so choose. Otherwise, enjoy the music. Next up, we're going to be listening to Pitfall with the song Warp Star. It's off of a brand new release. And by brand new, I mean it was dropped like two hours ago. That's how <laughs> new this thing was. find this stuff? I don't know, man. No, but it's a compilation. Uh, it's a collaboration rather between uh tracked and chiptunes equals win hmm. friends of the program chiptunes equals win so we're going to listen to yeah a song off of that one and a couple more hopefully later on if we have some time remaining but again 949 uci kuci win yourself overcooked to merch right now for super sweet soft pvc pins thank you so much for listening to kuci 88.9 fm Irvine. this is lag radio with us marma the mid boss and dj checks mix see you a little bit Hey, what's up, everybody? You are listening to... Lag Radio. Here with Marmar the Midboss. And DJ Chexmix. And we are closing up the evening here with last few musical tracks. Most recently, just in the background, we listened to a couple of brand new tracks off of Tracked X Chipped Win number 7. It's a collaboration album that was just released a handful of hours ago between two really sweet record labels, one being Chiptunes Equals Win, the other being a Russia-based label called Tract. So, uh, most recently was Cubby with Apogee, and then before that one was Jack with two Ks, that was Dancing with Hobbits. Before those two, there was a very special track by Azure Flux. It was mm. called Calculator Jam mm-hmm. off of a release called Texas Instruments. Yeah, you guys have to... <laughs> You guys have to see that, a video of this. Yeah. Yeah. The song was made, it's only just over a minute long, but it was made just using the TI calculator, TI-84 Silver Plus Edition. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plus, I'm sorry, I mixed that up. Plus, Silver Edition, right? Is that? I'm not, I'm sorry. I didn't have one of those. It was too expensive. (laughs) Same though. Yeah, for sure. So Azure Flux, before that one was a couple more brand new tracks. There was Purely Grey with the song Pillow Fight off of Slumber Party with Ghosts. That one actually is also from the Tracked re- uh, record label. And then all the way at the top of the set was another Tracked X Chip Win number seven track. It was by Pitfall called Warp Star. Wow, some good music. Yeah, very, very good music. So this evening we're going to close out with just one last one by one of my favorites we got to see live a handful of months ago, Trash 80. We're going to listen to Thea off of the same title release. Hmm. But don't forget, though, we are back next week. We were renewed for the fall quarter, so let's do Lag Season 2. <gasps> wow, yay! Thank you very much. Yeah, so we're going to be coming they... back for another whole quarter, another, I guess, about 13, 14 weeks, something like that. Wow, okay. So 13, 14 episodes. I would like to formally announce that this next month 
is officially dubbed Spooktober. Spooktober. I like it. Spooktober. Each one of the weeks, we're going to be covering a horror game of some way, shape, or form, some sort of variant of horror, mm-hmm. because there's a whole lot you can do with the horror genre when it comes to video games. So, next week, we're going to be talking about the one, the only, Silent Hill series. <gasps> wow. That, that seems like a classic Spooktober game. It is. It's <laughs> such an obvious pick, I know, but I'm going to be picking one particular game out of the series. Not Silent Hill 2, which everyone, it's it's much beloved, probably the favorite of all of the games. Not Silent Hill 3, which was well known because of uh, its higher graphics and really, really solid soundtrack. But the lesser played Silent Hill 4 The Room. Hmm. Also released on the PS2, and it has my favorite soundtrack of the all of them all. I've never played the game through to the end, though. It's got a very different feel because it doesn't take place in the foggy Silent Hill realm, from what I know. It takes place in a different setting. So, wow. yeah, we're going to be okay. covering that next week. Look forward to it. We'll have another giveaway. We'll have another sweet session of discussion, hopefully with uh, one of our old guests that we haven't ha- had on in the show in a number of weeks. So we will see about getting him in here. Not going to spoil who, but mm-hmm. his name may or may not start with the letter A. Who knows? As an apple? As an apple. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that'll be coming up next week. And then the rest of the games for October, I won't spoil quite yet, but look forward to some really sweet horror games. One of which is going to have a very special, very special portion that I just got to work on this past week. So again, no spoilers yet, but look to our social media outlets for more. It's going to be facebook.com and twitter.com slash lagliferadio. Instagram.com is DJ double underscore marmar. You can find me on Twitch this week, probably streaming, possibly streaming, twitch.tv slash DJ single underscore marmar. Mm-hmm. And then our archive is, of course, lagradio.kuci.org. Thank you so much for listening to the show this evening. Thank you, DJ Chexmix, for stopping in. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, we had a blast playing Overcooked 2 this past week, and I highly recommend that you guys try it out yourselves, pick it up, split it with some friends, and just have a great time for mm-hmm, a few nights, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, sort of yes, thing. yes. All right, we will see you next week for Season 2 of Lag Radio, Episode 16, Silent Hill 4, The Room. See y'all there. See you there.